0: All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Bolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration. It really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan, all the way from beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, none other than Gary Ashton. Gary, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. I cannot wait to share your story with the Titan Nation.
1: Cool. I'm here. That's what I'm here to do.
0: <laughs> I love it. So without further ado, let's just dive in, let everybody know who you are, why you do what you do, the whole nine. So let's just start with the first question, Gary, which is telling everybody just a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, so I'm from England, from Leeds. And um, long story short, as I m- moved to America in
2: 1990,
1: hmm. uh, me and my dad got on like a mom and pop motel and uh, i've been playing music in england toured with some bands in the 90s that nobody's ever heard of now so we opened for <laughs> tears for fears and things like that and so that whole thing kind of dissolved so ended up uh, selling a couple of mom and uh, mom and pop motels in england hmm. moved to america because at the time it was two dollars to the pound so we were everything was half price so we ended up buying a place on Clearwater Beach, and did that for ten years. Utilized a lot of the advertising marketing background I had to try and generate more business for the motel. You know, we got really involved in the internet hmm. mid nineties when that first came. But then um, developers came along and wanted to buy buy the the hotel, so motel. So we did that. I'd also been playing because I was still playing drums, and I met a couple of guys from England, and then. Hmm recorded a cd that got heard by somebody in in nashville then i played on another one and they said you guys should come up to nashville so came up to nashville and i loved it it was fantastic so when we sold a motel had to do the 1031 exchange which is to reinvest that money made from uh the capital gains as it were and then um so i thought well i'll get my real estate license and then i'll do music because i'm i'm a I'm a good drummer. pretty good. And I thought, I'll come to Nashville. I'll do, make all this money, doing music. And then I'll do real estate on the side. Hmm. Well, that's when I found out that even though I think I'm pretty good, it's like, wow, people in Nashville, the drummers were just amazing. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make any money here. Huh. And so, um, the focus went from, uh, music to, to real estate essentially. So, and then I, uh, so I got my real estate license because I thought I'm going to get, uh, I'll be able to get the inside scoop on buying investment properties. And then obviously I'll be able to keep the commission. That's, all, that's what I was thinking originally. And uh, hmm. so, yeah, I got my license and then um, realized, yeah, the, the balance was going to be music, real estate, and then it kind of just went the other way. Uh, so, yeah. And so I that was, that was in, well, got my license 2001, March 2001. And I
0: love that background when it comes down to it, Gary, because again, giving everybody just a background and perspective of where you came from to how you got into the business, which which is fantastic. And I want to give everybody a little bit deeper window into from the start to where you are today, because the, the accolades and what you've accomplished in your career are absolutely through the moon and back. Setting the bar to the highest of standards. I, I mean, being the number one team in the world for REMAX. You
1: have, you have to say the in the correct way, though. It's the- Okay. Number one rematch team in the world. Okay. I can emphasize <laughs> that world. The world. That's
0: globally everybody. <laughs>
1: so. that's, that's me putting my American accent on because it sounds better with an American accent. I I'm the, the world oh, number one remix team in the world.
0: Okay. <laughs> so it sounds it, bigger. Being the number one remax team in the world when it comes down to that, Gary, what was it like from the start to where you are to today? Shifts, changes, things like that. Just give everybody a little bit of you know, kind of steps that you took to get to go and where you're at. What does that look like?
1: Oh well, I mean, the growth of the team was really um, the fact that I was doing. I was just a single agent, so I was doing my own business. Um, I ended long story, short, I ended up being a buyer's agent for a, mm. for like one of the most successful listing agents in the office, and you know sadly, he got divorced, and his wife was was helping him do stuff, so I thought, well this is a good opportunity for me to get some experience, so I'll just offer my services and say it could kind of help you out and so back then he was getting a lot of leads from um, f- sign calls. So, and he was letting them go to waste. So I said, let me help you with those. And, and so it can, that's where it evolved, where I learned pretty quickly. If you call back people quickly it's, that's the best way to get hold of them, best way to make that connection. So then I ended up getting a website cause I'd done websites for the hotel motel back in, in Florida. So my whole focus was then to um, try and generate business for myself. So I started doing, pay-per-click. This is back in 2001 or two, whenever Google came along. I can't remember Uh when it was. So I was one of the first ones to do that. And then because of that, I ended up just generating enough business to kind of go on my own. So it was one or two leads a day. And then the people that owned Nashville.com were trying to find an agent that saw the value of internet leads. And back then, uh, because Nashville.com ranked organically for everything. Mm-hmm. If you typed in Nashville, it would rank. So they uh, were getting 15 to 20 people registering on, on their site a day. So wow, um, they called me and said, "Would would I be interested?" And I said, "How much?" And it's like, "Whoa, that's." I think I must have said, oh, "Are you kidding? It's way too much." But then they said, hmm. "Well, how about have a? We'll give you a week's free free leads just to show you the value." And that was like, I call them taps or faucets, you know, like mm-hmm. the leads were coming like little drips, like one, two, <laughs> two a day. And that was good. Yep. But all of a sudden they just turned it on. It's like gushing. Wow. Leads gushing. So that's when I realized I needed um, um, a logo that was wasn't nationally recognisable because I was with a big local independent, so huge company here still. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you were in Chicago or LA, you, you know, maybe you didn't know them. And also, when they came to the website, if it had said Gary Ashton Real Estate, then people go, "Who's that?" No. But if it had the Remax balloon, then mm-hmm. then it was a lot more is instantly recognisable. You know, like it's whether you like the balloon or not. If you see that balloon, then you know, that's real estate. So on a website, if that's all you've got is this little bit of real estate to maximize the impact of that, that spot, to get people to come to that page. Hmm. Uh, better off saying the balloon and re- Remax rather than just Gary Ashton. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So then I switched to Remax, and then, and that's when I realized that I need to, start handing out these leads rather than because initially I was just giving them to anybody. Okay. But then I realized I, I got to create a team here. Cause got to, well, he's got to got to track where, where they've gone. Did they fall? Did they call? Yeah. Cause I think when, when somebody just says, Hey, do you want some leads? They go, sure. But then the inclination is just to work on their own personal business. And then maybe they'll call those leads three, four days later, by which time, As we all know, internet leads you need to be speed to lead has to be done as quickly as possible. So then, then I just started creating my team so we could actually have some standards and um, follow up the way that I was doing it. Hmm. So I was doing pretty well. So I wanted. So then it was essentially just putting yourself in a position where you're training the agents. And I wasn't really training. I was just saying, like, this is what I do. Uh So. and then, uh, you know, that, that kept, continued to grow. And then I realized I didn't want to have all my money and all my eggs in one basket. So then I got a website, got an REW site, which then became competition because it was ranking really well. And as, as time went on, the national.com site, essentially, they didn't reinvest the money because it's a geo domain. So they were relying in, on intuitive typings, mm-hmm. And so they weren't really optimizing the site to get what they had when they first started, because Google changed their, their, um, algorithms. So all of a sudden national.com wasn't number one on the page. It was page two, page three. So Interesting. luckily I do my, I've done my own page and done my own, got my own SEO going. So, um, so then that site started really ranking and so started generating my own leads. So then i so I didn't do pay-per-click anymore. I was just doing organic lead generation.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, and then the team kept on growing. So I kept on reinvesting money back in websites and uh, the team kept on growing.
0: Yep. Oh, wow. that uh, That's incredible, Gary. And, and again, being kind of uh, thinking outside the box and being first to, uh, first to market in a lot of instances, you and I spoke before we went live for a little bit. And um, I, I think that that's something that the biggest innovators and people that are really pushing the boundaries in any business or industry, they're willing to take that chance and that risk and looking at things a little bit differently. Uh, Sometimes you get burned for being an early adopter, but other times you have
1: success. I think I told you I'm a serial early adopter because I Mm -hmm. just, I like shiny objects. I like new things. I like technology. I like, and we were talking about um, virtual reality. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love all the Oculus stuff, the Quest and, um, Matterport using all that stuff because as we've seen with COVID the technology is, is um, the technology is there but we're, we're now being forced to adapt it, adapt and use it so uh-huh. I think I've always done that, the team's always done that but now the public is realizing oh these, these virtual tours are actually pretty cool, there's Matterport things and I don't actually have to go look at the property, I can do a a FaceTime tour. I can do um, Facebook live tours. And so there's so many different ways now for people to, to see property utilizing technology. And uh, I love all that stuff. So we always like to be ahead of the curve and, you know, using things like, um, you know, video, using BombBomb, um, using the technology within BombBomb to be, you can, you know, you can re- show somebody by doing a virtual tour actually from computer to computer, just mm-hmm. by using the record the screen function. Um, and then, I don't know if you know this, you can have like two hours worth of tour on your phone that you can use on mobile. Anyway, so mm-hmm. stuff like that, we like to really utilize and stay ahead. And, and like, like I was saying, COVID's definitely opened up a lot of people's minds to, to adapt into technology. Which I always say, if you're driving a car, it doesn't, you don't need to know how the car works. You don't need to understand the science of the com, internal combustion engine and the transfer of gears and ratios to the wheels to make it. You just need to know that when you get in, uh, you can drive the car and you get from A to B. So it's kind of like, you don't need to fully understand the technology. You just need to know that it's, uh, it's useful and makes your life and the consumer's life that much more convenient. So.
0: I would agree with that one hundred percent, and I think that uh you know, as we were discussing earlier as well it's I think that looking at the mass adoption of things and how it's changed and, and going on that similar vein, it's yeah. a cell phone, right? I mean uh, yeah, cell phones and now well, you
1: know how a cell phone works, how I can call Sunday in England right uh, and I can, but then I also use it as a as a to watch video, I can also use it as a image system it's Star Trek, you know. It's <laughs>
0: Dick Tracy with the, with the, with yeah. the uh, intercom phone, you know, that sort of thing, or watch. And I mean, it, it, it's insane, Gary, but I, but I love that. I love the push of innovation. And again, the leaders really kind of uh, blaze that trail, if you will. And um, I, I know that a lot of people say sometimes the first person through the wall gets bloodied. Um, but I really think at the end of the day that that's really- Yeah, but
1: you're the first one to heal. And so then you're like, you're always ahead of the- Like, yeah, you might, yep. get, might get a little couple of cuts and bruises here and there. But the fact that you're first through, that means you're the first- through into that new territory too. So you can really establish and put the flag, put the flag in the ground and <laughs> like, you know, claim this real estate as mine.
0: I reason. love it. I love it. But uh, so Gary, I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into you, into what drives you uh, further past, you know, kind of the beginning of your story to where you are today, being the number one in the world. So, so I want to make know, sure that's stressed up. It does sound Remax. nicer. It yeah. does sound nicer that way uh, in REMax. But But uh, so the next question is, what's your why? What really drives you, motivates you? What gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? Uh, well, generally, because we've got so many bills to pay.
1: You
2: know,
0: <laughs> we, don't, sure.
1: we don't do any selling, then we don't. And then also, you actually start realizing that you, as the company's got bigger and we got more and more agents, then you have more and more staff. So then you start realizing, we need to keep this momentum going because Uh all these people then have you know, wives, husbands, significant others, children um, everybody uh, needs to get more business to survive as it were and that's their job and so um, there's a little bit of a responsibility there too and you know and we I think there's to be serious, to, the, you actually start realizing that you want to create a good environment for people to work. You want to create good opportunities for them to act, to exceed in their life and, and create um, wealth and prosperity for themselves. so We have a, a whole mission statement, uh, mm-hmm. which I can't remember what it is offhand, but it's basically to help everybody grow. and develop their own business and also give back to the community and make sure that, um, everybody's happy.
0: Hmm.
1: And well, we're, the, we're on rematch team in the world.
0: You know, Gary, when you mentioned that to your wife, it obviously is bigger than yourself, which, which again is, is the most important thing to really drive you past, you know, those next levels or boundaries that a lot of people go through. But I, I think that that speaks volumes about your care and your character. Um, uh, but I do want to mention because you guys are growing. And, you know, not everybody feels that way, Gary. The truth is not everybody truly deeply cares about their team and the success and the growth as you do. Um, and obviously you have a lot of love and support that way backwards. So um, can you talk a little bit about your growth and what's happening with you guys and just to the audience out there who's watching or listening?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, you we, um, know, we start, I started off with two agents that ended up joining the team because I, I was having so many leads and then. Um, we've continually grown because we're continually pushing forward the, the, uh, the boundaries of technology and lead, lead acquisition and marketing. So, you know, we've, we do the traditional stuff. Um, we do a radio advertising, which was kind of like I'd done, I'd done all SEO for a while, but then mm-hmm. I had friends in the business, um, Chris Lindell up in Minneapolis enough, you know, Chris and yeah. Justin and So those guys are kind of like, Gary, you need to do radio. Come on. You yeah. need to. So, okay. So I did, so I did radio. And then we started seeing the incremental growth of the business, which means then eating more agents. And then next thing we're doing was doing billboards. So, yeah. um, I've forgotten what your question was, but we Well, talking about the growth on.
0: and the opportunity, and I think that you caring about your agents, but you have a significant opportunity with Zillow, if I'm not mistaken, and I just- Oh, kind of- yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, so we, we became the agent partner for Zillow for doing the Zillow offers program, and then we became the, the, the growth partner for Zillow. So Zillow, whether you like them or you hate them, there's, what they're doing is creating a, a, a service that's so convenient for the public, and that's what the public wants. They want- Access to knowledge, they want the ability to sell a home conveniently, and then becomes even more appropriate down, during the times of COVID. So, um, so we we essentially partnered with them, and we became the growth partner. And so now we've got even more opportunities. So I'm always looking for new agents. We're, we're looking to recruit agents that are hungry for business, and we've had agents that. They're brand new, come straight from real estate school. And then we've also had more recently agents that have, have seen the growth and seeing our agents and our agents are all um, pretty successful. So that mm-hmm. after a while, people start seeing, putting the two together. We know we sold $650 million worth of real estate last year. So yeah. incredible, and, and people like to be, involved in something that's successful i believe and Mm -hmm. we have a good reputation for the training that we do so you know we just um because of covid we started looking at things and how we can improve things so we just switched to a new platform called train actually which is really good which it allows us because we've always done the training we've always done virtual training um but now it actually enables us to bring it together because we were using google docs and all sorts Mm. of stuff keep things in one place and that becomes a little chaotic after a while so um yeah training has been a really another step forward for the for the growth of the brokerage because i feel like lots of other brokerages will talk about the training that they do which i'm sure is fantastic but we definitely have a more of a reputation within actual um the, the definite fundamentals of making sure that your contracts and everything is well written mm. well represented so you're looking after you you create the best possible experience for the client essentially so I know that's mm. a bit of a bit of a cliche but that's exactly what we try and do and that's how do you do that well that's through amazing training mm. and um, the people we have in the organization like Deborah Beagle is our managing broker and she's a mm. business partner but the stuff that she's doing it's uh, training the agents. That's the one thing that when they come over, if they've come from another, another, another world, uh, another business, they love the training that we get. And also when agents come over from another brokerage, they always talk about how, whoa, we didn't, we didn't do this, mm. we didn't do that. Which is good, you know? Because anybody that goes out, we want to make sure that they're a good representation of the firm, obviously, of the, of the company.
0: Sure. And I think that that's a wonderful opportunity. Anybody who's watching or listening, uh, you know, if they are looking to make a change or at least to explore opportunities, uh, you know, Gary, if it's all right, I'm going to have a bunch of your your sites listed below so people can get a hold of you. Oh uh, yeah.
1: All they need to do is go to joingaryashton.com.
0: Very cool. Join Gary Ashton.com. I'll have that link down below so you guys can click right straight to it and reach out and see if it's an opportunity.
1: I've always seen people do that when it's out of the- up here. Yes, yeah, it's,
0: it's either this way or this way. Usually it's down, but like when I say it, it's down in the comments. So that's why I always say it's down below because it's usually sitting there. But uh, no, Gary, I think this is really, really great. And again, we're just, we're just getting warmed up here. So I, the next question is extremely uh, you know, viable for everybody who's watching or listening. They love to learn from the Titans and understand how they've grown and scaled their business. So uh, because you are huge into training and educating and really making sure that your team is growing to the highest of standards. If you could look back at your career thus far, pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that you implemented that really took it from one level to the next. Anybody who's watching or listening, what advice would you give, whether they're new or seasoned? What are some things that you did to really grow scale? Um, so I was always working
1: on scripting because mm-hmm. when somebody told me about scripting, I always thought that meant you had to, Follow the scripts like verbatim. And then when I realized that wasn't really scripting, it was more about learning and internalizing so that you could answer questions um, and overcome objections, things like Mm. that. So I put off scripting for a long time. I don't know why, still. Uh, So I thought, so that the whole role playing, you know, I think everybody hates role playing. So Mm. um, that's essentially like sparring. So having the agents. Uh, do role-playing something that I think is really beneficial. So wow. also just so surrounding yourself with people who, who do things um, at a different level to you and um, having an open mind, I guess, to to listen to what people are saying and why you shouldn't do that anymore. You should change direction. So making sure that you have uh, surrounding yourself with people that will push you, I guess, and take you, and people always talk about this comfort zone thing, but mm-hmm. making it oh just like Chris and Justin, you, Gary, you need to do radio. Gary, you right. need to do billboards. Gary, you need to do this. So those are the guys that kind of push me along. Um, you know, we, we work with John Cheplak, who's a real estate coach. There's a lot of us all work with John. So again, John will point out things and, like instead of being critical of people maybe taking a little step back and going well is that what could we have done to improve that experience instead of saying well why did why didn't you do this why didn't you do that
2: Mm.
1: what could we have done to change the outcome of this could we have done something uh, could we have supported you could we have done a little bit more education could we have recognize some things maybe that we should have done differently so having those kind of experiences um, I wouldn't have had that if I wasn't around other people so it's, I think it's the, the people that you surround yourself with um, and that's another cliche you know you're you, you want to surround yourself with smarter people than you that mm-hmm. um, so I've done that with by luck by obviously Deborah I got Scott I got Johnny we got all these people on mm-hmm. the team that are all way smarter than me that bring so much more and will instead of me being focused on one thing somebody will say well you know that we should probably look at it from this point of view and then I go ah I guess (laughs) yeah and so that's having somebody that has more wisdom more knowledge more experience and more insight and then you just have to be instead of going nope I'm doing it my way then you have to go ah so I think that the The biggest growth was really when we went from just being my team mm-hmm. to working with Deborah and Johnny and Scott and all the the staff on um that we have we've got a marketing department we've yeah. got um just realizing that yeah you're good at one thing, but you need these people who are good at all these other things so yeah. That really helped us um, grow and then just having an open mind to doing spending more money on advertising and marketing and, um, and then switching to, uh, we ended up using follow-up boss, uh-huh. which huge. Um, so that was a, that was another big growth. And then when we started using ISAs inside sales agents, and then we started using licensed inside sales agents. Um, and then, Occasionally, you know, you take a leap of faith and you do something like become the official real estate agent of the Titans, which is, um, that was a big growth spurt that added a ton of credibility to us. Because I believe that it's always good to be the number one at something in your market. So, and there's only one official real estate team of the Titans, which is us. So that helped set us apart. Because And in my mind, I always tell the agents, you're aligning yourself with Remax as a world-class brand, but you're also aligning yourself with the NFL, which is mm-hmm. a world brand that's um, everybody recognizes. So there's, you're, there's a, what's the transfer of credibility? Mm-hmm. That, because if you're working with the NFL, then I think people subliminally think, well, if they're using them, then they must be, must be good. Mm-hmm. And um, so that helped us set us apart. Uh, okay. And then you know, then that led to the working with the uh, top golf in the area. Then we ended up <laughs> working with the predators, the hockey team. So all these things start adding credibility and awareness. And at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to realizing that you need to build up your own personal brand until you, you become a brand. Um and that's what we've done over you know the last four or five years I think it was showed I mean, we're in a hot market, so we have got to right. give us that too. So, um, but we did 650 million last year. Mm. The previous year was like 410. So we had a massive incremental growth. So I think a lot of that is, is due to the way that we also recruit and train and mm-hmm. not just throw somebody in the deep end. Our onboarding is, is two weeks. Mm. And so, cause we have a lot to learn essentially, but we want to make sure that people are set up right. So when I first was doing the team, I would say, I would always say that, you know, I can't guarantee you get a closing, but within six months you should, should be closing something. But now we can say that within, if, <laughs> I can't guarantee it again, but we've got mm-hmm. agents that are closing, having deals within three or four days of, of joining the team after we've wow. done the boot camp. And so that could be, you could say, well, that's just a one-off, but when it happens numerous times, and then you can, and I can feel confident about saying, if you follow the system and, and really, you know, follow our lead as it were, and you work with the examples that we set you and you, because so we have mentors and we have squads that everybody's part of. So there's this like little, Core um, d'esprit. agents will do really well. Uh, essentially, it's almost like we can guarantee you to uh, if you follow the system, you'll get you'll you'll be guaranteed to do well. Essentially, uh,
0: I, I, but I think that that kind of lays the foundation out for everybody to understand. And I think it's a Tony Robbins quote, but uh, success leaves breadcrumbs. Um, so I, I think that you know
1: me i like brick rooms I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll
0: pick those up those are gone but you guys have laid, laid the path the foundation so if somebody follows those footsteps right if somebody it's not yeah, we have an outline
1: and if you i mean you don't have to follow it verbatim sure but doing the, the fundamentals because everybody has their own personality you can't mm-hmm. you can't try and have those scripts and sound like somebody else so you wanna, like I said before, you need to internalize them so you are getting that message across. But you, it needs to be you that speaking, and not somebody else. Um, but I think yeah, we we create the the platform and the the roadmap for people to be extremely successful. And hmm. and like I said, if it once then that's you know maybe that's luck. But if we're seeing continually people doing really really well, right, patterns like, into that. Yes, I think. I think, and it's not me. It's the it's the people that we've we've brought on that have come in and tweaked and changed the system, and we did a lot of training. We tweaked all the training. So what I started off with back, you know, ten years ago is so far removed to what we have now because bringing in people um, who. Uh, Bigger and better at doing those things, and like I said, having that open mind and listening to what other people are saying, and making sure that um, you uh, take advice from people who essentially know better than you. Huh. I mean, uh-huh. I, I very rarely will say no to anything, I don't think I've ever said we're not going to do that. You know, I think the only thing I ever disagreed on was the, the type of chairs we got for the office, and I didn't like but that's it. Everything else, we're, we're, we're always, I think that's the main thing is you have people that you're not going like this, you're not divergent, you're, you're on the mm. same path and you might be going that way and then they just pull you back in a little bit. So mm. you just got to say, well, make sure you see the, the end goal and, and they just need to knock you back in line. Oh, knock me back in line a little bit.
0: Wow. I, I love that though, Gary, but there's so much usable information that everybody that's watching and listening can really apply and kind of, I guess, have a reflection on their current business, no matter what scale they're in, no matter what production they're doing um, and whether they're seasoned or they're brand new. I think that that's really just great information. So everybody, as always, you can pause this, rewind this, listen to this. And I'm going to have all of Gary's links down below so you can follow along and try to, to learn from one of the best and brightest minds into it. Gary, I do wanna shift gears into this question, and this actually changes the tone a little bit. It's the challenge question. Now this one ends up being a tricky part because we all have challenges or struggles in our lives personally or professionally. No one's exempt, doesn't matter who you are, whether you're dealing with it now, you've dealt with it in the past or you haven't quite seen it yet, but you will. at the end of the day, I'm not the, the biggest concerned with what happens, but how we respond, what we learn from what we can share, and not to downplay pain or sorrow, but if you're comfortable sharing a challenge personally or professionally that you dealt with, you overcame, and you became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you?
1: Um, I mean, the probably the most recent challenge for us was uh, I was with... Another Remax, uh-huh. and then we got asked to leave. So then we had to start another Remax, hmm. and um, so to do that kind of overnight without any warning was a little struggle. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that became a, a way of really having to focus on on um, surviving because of mm. could have just rolled over and played dead. But that's where Deborah uh, uh, telling me about managing broker and Johnny with everybody became so focused about making sure that we got the new office premises. We got new, we got our licenses set up. We got the, um, um, the name of the brokerage. We got, mm. that was a huge struggle, which at the time, I felt like we were, I was being assassinated. I felt like, wow. I, yeah, I mean, I felt like I was, you know, you got that, I've been shot. And if it was a movie, you would see, choo, there he goes. He's-. <laughs> Bye Gary, <laughs> But then as you know, when the camera closes in on the guy with the eyes closed and then boop, the eyes pop open, oh, he's still alive. So there was still life in as yeah. And then, wow. um, and it took, took a. I think, it was probably a year of being always reacting to something
2: uh-huh.
1: because it wasn't a plan changed. It was like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, now we've got to do something. So that was probably the biggest struggle that, and I, I remember talking to people at the time going, oh, this, and people would say, oh, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> This is awful, but now it's the best thing that's ever happened to us. So, because now Mm -hmm. I own my own brokerage, we've got great business partners. We've got, um, lots of insight, lots of, um, I don't know. We have more credibility because it's us. And then we become Mm -hmm. the number one remax team in the world because we can do, you have more control of your own destiny, I guess is what it is. Um, Because if you're in somebody else's world and you kind of have to conform a little bit to what they I mean, just in terms of the systems, like accounting systems, different platforms, location, the way that you do things like the whole um business mantra is might not be yours, but now we we do everything that we want. And then we can set up what we call feedback loops. So we can actually <laughs> ask agents are we doing the right thing what what we're we doing right what we're we doing wrong is it because sometimes you you feel like you're doing everything for the good of everybody but then it turns out you maybe your vision's slightly different and then you need to and that's that's just communication where we're mm-hmm. doing one thing and somebody thinks you're doing it the other way and you, you have to talk and and then explain and then show that what the end result is is going to be good for everybody. So sometimes we have to, you know, uh, go through that. But yeah. because of owning the brokerage, you can do that. I feel right. So I mean, that was the, so. You talking about that was a long winded answer to say, yeah, starting our own brokerage was probably the hardest thing. Wow. Uh, um, and at the time, I think I had seventy agents on my team, and then mm. fifty three came with us. Wow. So that was a really strong statement. Yep. And, and um, and then we've just grown from there essentially. So yeah, I think that was a terrible time mm-hmm. five years ago, but uh, yeah, I think it's really been beneficial in the long run, which yeah. is well, what everybody says at the time. <laughs> you don't want to hear. It.
0: Yeah, but it, it, it's very meaningful coming from you, Gary, because you went through that process of pain, where there's there's onlookers that say, "Oh, it's the best thing that ever happened to you." At the time, it felt miserable. However,
1: Again, I thought I was going out of business. It was not, not a good time.
0: But, look, but at, look at where you're at now, though, right? I mean, that's the, the Because
1: point. of the people that I was surrounded with that really took, yeah, I mean, we all rallied together, I think. So hmm. good to be part of that kind of
0: partnership, essentially. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. And I, I think that there's so many people I, to, to a further point of that is no matter what you're going through right now, it might feel like the end of the world. But if you put the time in and effort, you're going to come out of it. And hopefully you come out of it in a much better position, just like yeah. you did. So I, I think that, again, we're all dealing with different challenges personally, professionally. And that's just an inspiring story for people to really latch on to and understand from one of the best and brightest minds in the world. Uh, so I do want to go into the next portion, and this is a softer question. So we got through the hard stuff, the tough stuff's over with Gary, but uh, okay. Okay. this one ends up being uh, one of my favorites. It's the travel back in time question. Now, this is not designed for you to say, if I could go back, I would change this, this, and this. However, if you yeah. could go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, any age range, any time frame, mm-hmm. what would you say to your younger self?
1: Uh, did, 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 did. well, I would go out and buy all the domains I could. <laughs> all the, the <laughs> domains. I um, uh, love it. <laughs> but I think that what I've learned this is just what I was telling you having that mm-hmm. open mind and, and listening to people and not being stubborn. I am. I feel like I'm less stubborn than I was. I'm a lot less. I feel some people might mm-hmm. disagree, but having that, Open mind and listening to other people that have um, more successful, more knowledgeable, more experience, mm-hmm. um, and being receptive and that, let's start having that open mind. So, not just being, nope, this is the way I'm going to do it. Listen to, to people's advice. And that obviously depends on who you surround yourself with. So, mm-hmm. that cliche you, gotta, you have to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. I think. And yeah. uh, so that's what, never be the smartest one in the room. I think that's the, that's the key.
0: Hmm. Uh, I think that's brilliant. I, I mean, when you're talking about it from that standpoint, Gary, uh, obviously you've done your part to do that and continue to now, but obviously we'd all want to go back and say, do this earlier. What's going on. We can't affect the past, but we can affect right now. So that advice to be in the smartest person in the room, being open-minded, really understand that there are people who, no matter what level you're at, there's people that are further than you. And you can learn from anyone. So that's the
1: other thing. They don't have to be younger. So they don't have to be older and more experienced. Right. Because I got people on the team. I think Scott's maybe when he joined the team was like 24 or 25. And he had all these ideas that were fantastic. And so we start implementing those slowly but surely. And then, because I I feel like I'm techie, but Scott is really techie. Hmm. So being able to, listen to what he says and um, have that open mind to do because i guess we're 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 aligned we have the same vision but sometimes i feel like he's uh he's got that he's smarter so you just listen to what he's saying you know um
0: and yeah that
1: applies across the board essentially
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And again, everybody to take away that advice, whether you're watching or listening is crucial. So two questions left and we're almost done, Gary. This has been an absolute pleasure and an honor. And I'm telling you, I would love to just talk to you all day long. And I know that I'm going to bring my watching. billboard
1: in though just to... Get oh, started.
0: there it is. <laughs> that's right there. You can leave that up there, Gary. You can just hold it up the whole time. I'm <laughs> fine with that. If you send me, if you send me a PDF, I'll have it right underneath your, oh, yeah, I'll send that
2: over I will
0: have that right underneath there. No doubt. Uh, but oh, that's fantastic. So I, this is actually a secondary cloud, crowd pleaser out for everybody who's watching or listening because they want to learn the way the Titans learn. So when it comes down to it, how you're feeding your mind. Now if it comes down to books you're reading or read podcasts, you're listening to or enjoy, you had mentioned John as a coach, but coaches, yep. mentors, Um, when we're talking about conferences, you love to attend uh, masterminds. How are you feeding your mind? That's really the question. So I would go to as many conferences as possible. Um, cause I, a,
1: I like traveling and that's good. So you get to go experience some other part of the country, but then you also, you know, you get to meet, um, you get to get, get to meet people and you, and. Because you're, if you keep, like if you go to one conference, like we go to Inman, uh-huh. that's good. But I would make a point of going to every one because you start to see people and recognize people, and then they recognize you. And, and then that I think, that uh, Deborah uh, intro, invited Darren Dawson, you know, from Bomb Bomb, because uh-huh. Deborah's from Michigan, Darren's from, and somehow they got connected. <laughs> and so then Darren came to visit us in Nashville to teach a treatment about Bomb Bomb. And then he said you should come to you should definitely come to Inman Uh, and then I went to Inman and then it was great because then I got to hang out with Darren but then it was more about well Darren would go hey you need to talk to so-and-so hey meet Mm. so-and-so and Um, and then it just opened up all these doors for knowing that I'm techie and like to stay ahead of the curve when we met the guys from um, Follow up, boss, and yeah. who else? So he just enabled us to stay ahead of the curve. You know, when we saw, so I was one of the. We were the first one to get a Matterport camera in Nashville as an mm-hmm. agent, so we got that because it was at, at the at the conferences. And so, so I'm not a big reader, mm-hmm. but I do like podcasts. So been doing um, listening to the NPR one, which is how I built this. And if you know that one, I yeah. like that. I like the techie stuff, Mac break weekly. I listen to that. And then, and then, um, there's a bunch of real estate stuff you can listen to. I like, uh, and then just applying different worlds and how you can apply that to enhance and improve the real estate experience. So, hmm. um, and I was chatting to you earlier on that I have an RV, which we use for the, Titans, some of the official real estate agents of the Titans and the Predators. Mm-hmm. And for every home game, we do a big tailgate. So I have my RV and it's all wrapped. And it says, if you go to GaryAshtonTailgate.com, okay. that's the one. So you can see, um, and uh, oh, I should mention Tagger the Bear. So Tagger is spelled T-A-G-G-E-R. I'll tell you a reason for this. So I was just I was just thinking we, we have Tagger the Bear every... Every, um, every tailgate because I was trying to figure out how do we get more people into the tailgate hmm. because people are walking past and you know we're selling real estate do they want to just and really we just want people to come and hang out hamburger hot dog and kind of have a good time not selling real estate but really you do want to create that connection so that at some point down the road they'll remember us and use us for real estate so uh Chris Lindell, because uh, uh, he's the official real estate agent of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Oh. No, no, sorry, the the Wild, the Minnesota Wild, the hockey team. Okay. So we had this you had this awesome uh mascot called Lindy. Hmm. So then I copied his idea and then got one called Tagger the Bear. Is actually the same there exactly the same. <laughs> and uh but we were using that as a way because then is it do you have kids?
0: Yes, daughter. So
1: if you were walking to the game and I came up to you and said, Hey, do you want to come and have a hamburger hot dog? And you'd be like, Yeah, I'm good. But if you if a the costume, Tagger the Bear, you gotta look it up, tagger the bear. If Tagger comes over and he's like this, what's up? And you've got how old are your kids? She's Nine. two. She's two. Oh, two. Well, two's a little bit too young, but you know when she's eight or ten, when she's like, Oh, daddy, let's get a picture with Tagger, so then we get a picture with Tagger the bear, and this is why it's called Tagger. Then we give you a business card, and then we say, just we'll tag you on Facebook or you tag yourself. That's where Tagger came from. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I forgot why I was telling you that now.
0: You're talking about your tailgate parties and what was going on, and then you went into the mascot uh, portion. I was,
1: yeah, oh, I know why because I was talking about how you can take different things from different, uh, different businesses and apply it. So I think yeah. I'll be telling you about the RV. Oh, I remember now. So the RV. Mm-hmm. So my RV that I have is too long. It's like 40 feet long, but <laughs> like everybody else in the U S right now, I like the idea of having a small sprinter. And so I was looking online during COVID and I was talking to you about this earlier on, like, mm-hmm. YouTube is now, I don't know, I, I would only watch it for a few things, but now I realize there's so much content on there and it's it not, it's not poorly produced. It's well-produced shows. And there's, it's amazing stuff. So I started looking at, uh, so once you look at one thing, then the algorithm, they'll be uh, recommended. Watch this video. Uh-huh. I started watching all these videos on, uh, on, uh, RVs. And then this one guy kept coming up and his name is Matt, Matt's RV reviews, Hmm. actually Matt's R V reviews.com. That's it. So when I was kind of chatting to you earlier on about saying that trying to convince the agents that they need to use video more and more and more. So, Mm -hmm. um, for us, you know, everybody's using bomb, bomb, so it's fantastic. But still some people you have to, you have to get them over that hurdle of, of doing it. But, Matt is a perfect example of somebody that I think now he has like 60,000 followers, but by Mm. the start of the year, it was only like two or 3,000. So if you go to matsarveryreviews.com and watch his videos, you can see at the beginning of the year, he wasn't quite as comfortable, wasn't quite as polished. Um, I mean, he was entertaining, but if you go watch the videos of more recent ones, Mm. I think the way that I describe it, he's got all these little hooks, already built in, that he's, he's developed his persona, he's involved his wife, and he's, he's entertaining. And I feel like I've got to know him. So when I buy my RV, I'm gonna use Matt, even mm-hmm. though I could probably use a local guy or something like that, but I don't know that person. right? But he's, because I've subscribed, I keep getting information, and I'm on the newsletter and things like that. Uh-huh. So the analogy for me is that's kind of how real estate is, is it, you need to be not just sending people the homes that they're on a, um, you know, an update, you need right. to be creating that added value. And by doing the added values to go and make sure that you go out and find properties for people, which is, which is essentially how I got the Titans account hmm. because way back when they, uh, when they were looking for a new general manager, um, I think we had three of the potential candidates sign up on the website
2: hmm.
1: and so one one of the and I didn't know who it was it was a lady that signed up, Susan Reinfeld's the name, and so she signed up she was looking this is when I was actually actively selling this is two thousand and seven, I think it was, and she was hmm. looking at homes in the you know high end price range. I said, "Oh, I'll take that one, and so I ended up connecting with her on the phone, sent her information. But then I would go out and do more information. I would go out and take pictures of homes. And I wasn't doing video back then, but she connected with me because I was was going the extra mile. And that's, I was creating added value. And that's kind of what I was, what Matt does with his videos. And and the more that he's done, the, the better he's got. And not even more professional. If you watch the videos, it's not going to be like a Hollywood production it's has its own kind of charm about it the way, he do, cause he, he'll, he'll do that ding over here and <laughs> subscribe, yeah. ding, and subscribe. Ding. Um, but he's, he's definitely improved, improved, improved. And that I feel like, you know, that's the thing for the agents is to mm-hmm. keep doing those things, keep using it, but keep creating and adding value because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your personality is what's going to sell you. So, well as well said. as the knowledge so it's a combination of all things so but mm. people like people like to work with people they like so mm-hmm. the more that you can get across your personality and most realtors i believe are um, you know genuinely friendly and honest and wanting to help people so um, the more you can get that across the better actually so yeah. video, if you're yeah. not doing video you're out of date
0: I, I would agree with that 100%. And I think that uh, the, the adage, you know, work with who you know, like, and trust, I think uh, it kind of resonates with the audience and, and people in the industry. You
1: know, you love, you trust, you. That's, the, that's what Deborah always says.
0: Oh, uh, see, I like that one better. Deborah, thank you. <laughs>
1: that's- yeah, I think that's something to do with uh, um, another coach list, or something that everybody was... Um, 10 years ago, there was some star something stars i can't remember but know you love you trust you was the or maybe that's just deborah's phrase and she's adapted it but that's what she will always say that people want to work with people they like and know and trust them so that's how we try and set ourselves up for the agents and so video is definitely a way to get that message across the added value and (coughs) get your personality across
0: yeah, I, I I would agree, and and I furthermore into that note, just diving a little bit deeper into you know the the gentleman with the RV channel, and, and we'll have links down below so everybody can if you're interested, it's going to be yeah, down there honestly, because Gary he's said it. Entertaining.
1: So he's a, I think you would oh, I like this guy. You'd be yep. even if you don't want to buy an RV, by the end of it you'd be going, this is oh. good. I like this. Maybe I should look at an RV.
0: Maybe this makes sense, but but I love the fact that you had mentioned going back to the early days versus where he is now. And I think that that's a evolution and transition for everybody in everyday life. So you look back at your day one in your business, Gary, to where you are today, totally different person. You're a different person. You, you know more, you understand more, you have different perspectives, you have different thoughts, you have different people that you're surrounded with than yeah. at the very beginning. So the point is, is that if you're putting the time and the effort in, you should be getting better. You should be evolving. You should be changing. And I think that that's any walk of life. That's any business. And mm-hmm. whether it's video or not, I think we should all be looking at that evolution. And hey, you know what? If you're the exact same mentality and thought process and business production, you're the same husband, father, wife, um, you know, community person as you were 10 years, 20 years ago, maybe you need to look at your life and see if you can improve. Um, because I think that at the end of the day, we should just be the best versions of ourselves not just for us, but for everybody around us. So I like that, Gary, I really think that that hits home. And again, everybody, I'm going to have links in the comments down below so that again, you can follow and feed your mind the same way this man is. I want one more question out of you, my friend. That's all I'm asking. You've been so generous with your time and this has been incredible information and conversation. But Gary, this last one is a quote or mantra. It sums you up as a man. Oh, I,
1: I maybe you mentioned this. Okay. As a
0: professional, What's that look like for you, Gary? Uh,
1: I mean, I think that, and it's not me. This is this is John Cheplike. It's like have an open mind, and I think I think I told you since we've kind of been working with John as. Deborah and Scott, and he's been working with Monica and our sales lady, and uh, Jeff Checo on the team as well. We've all gone to the conferences with, with John and then managed to network with all the other people that have been coached by John. So just that mantra of having um, an open mind, I think mm-hmm. is probably, uh, the other one I would say was don't get mad, get even, but then people would say, so, I mean, that was mean, but uh.
0: I like it. <laughs> I think that's I think that's right on, Gary. But uh, no, I I love that. I think that again, it sums you up and the entirety of what you, you and I have been sharing this moment with and time with everybody else is just really having that open mind and, and learning from others and expanding and growing. And um, I, I think that that sums it up beautifully, Gary. I really do. And and um, you know, you're you're a true example to everybody out there in the real estate world who is looking for that. I don't want to say bar or benchmark, but you're really doing it. You're really setting it. You're really looking at it from a perspective that this, this is more than just me.
1: You have to remember, it's not me. It's the, when, when we say it's the, with a number one Remax team in the world where there's, there's that, it's team. Mm -hmm. So I'm a portion of it. I may have started it, but it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like having, I'm going to, I don't have any kids, so I'm going to say kind of like having a puppy. Okay. And then you send it away to school, and, mm-hmm. that, and that puppy is, becomes well trained. And then people come talk to you, puppy later and they go, Oh, your dog's so obedient. So, oh, thank you very much. But really, <laughs> it's the people you sent to the school that, that trained it. So, sure. yeah, it's not, it's not just me, it's all, everybody else that's being part of the team. And that's one thing I feel like we're really focusing on having the feedback of the agent so it's not just do it our way i think this is another thing that john created to hold those feedback loops so Mm -hmm. you actually get the the good and the bad the um, positive and negative so that you can improve on the positive and then tweak the negative and or explain and like i said before a lot of the times the negative might be that people don't fully understand the picture of why you're having to do something why you come to make that change and then when you show people like oh well yeah that makes sense okay now i understand why we're doing this and so it's just having um i'm not i'm not gonna say open mind again but anyway so that's yes. whatever it was
0: Yeah, but that makes sense. Uh, It really does, Gary. And I I love the fact that it makes
1: sense to you because I'm going to (laughs) have to there.
0: (laughs) wait a minute. When you listen to this later on iTunes, you're going to think, Oh, what was I saying at the end of that? I I love it. Oh, I
1: know. It's like, it's definitely, it's it's not me. It's the people that you surround yourself with and Mm -hmm. people that have joined the team And, and having that contribution from everybody on the team is what's made the team successful. So yeah, I think I started it, but the, the team has it's gone way beyond me it's, wow. um, yeah, it's like anything as it grows and gets bigger and I think you know Walmart look at that started with a small store and then it just became uh-huh. multinational it's just because of the people that were hired and, and had the same vision and growth and all that good stuff
0: uh-huh. I, I, at the end of it, well said. I mean, and again, Gary, I just, I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. It's just you taking the time. I know you're super busy and there's so many other things you could be doing, but the fact that you took the time to share your story oh, with us. My phone's been
1: ringing again. i got to do a with these <laughs> in a minute.
0: I think it's fantastic. And and I do need to state, even though technically you you were a real estate titan already because of the NFL, you're an official real estate titan because you just wrapped up this show, my do we friend. A so. Do
1: we get a badge? Do we get you know, a badge?
0: Something's can, in the mail. Something's in the mail. It'll be so there. this is
1: one of those things that Matt does because he, <laughs> he has these little catches. He, he, you can, what does he say? You can, you can, uh, you can text. You can email. You can FaceTime or call. So you got to watch the, his videos to get because he has it down as a as a little.
0: Anyway, no, I love it. I love it. I definitely will. I'm gonna have links down below. But I, I just, Gary, I just think that. Uh, Again, you taking the time to share it with everybody. I know that everybody's super thankful, myself included. And I, I just want to thank everybody as always out there for your time and attention and love and support. If you like what we're doing here for Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what to do at this point. Uh, I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Bolt Media. If you are in real estate and you're looking to be the top 1% of the 1%, you really need to visit their website at lionboltmedia.com. For the latest and greatest when it comes to growth, scale, really leveraging your brand awareness in your local markets, as well as lead generation, nurture, and then cultivation, uh, visit lionboltmedia.com. We are live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Thanks. Thanks, Gary.
1: Thank you. Talk to you soon.